after breakfast Once before lunch It's Austin, Texas It's Weird Brunch I heard a lift horror story (gasps) This this is like third hand but perfect hand yeah this guy was driving for lyft and he got a request that was from a card that was like one of those like prepaid cards which is apparently what people are doing when they're going to hijack the vehicle what so they're untraceable but the phone you can buy a shit phone. Okay, so a burner phone and a prepaid debit card. I would assume so. Wow, that's a lot of effort to hijack a car. No, it isn't. That makes a lot of sense. You make that's. But your yeah, burner yeah. phone would have to be, or I guess, do you just need a burner SIM card? Or because for Uber or Lyft, you have to have the app. Yeah, like you, you couldn't do it from just like a pushing in buttons phone, right? Yeah, but don't they have smart burner phones now? I don't know. I just think they would be more expensive. Yeah, Boost Mobile. Where you at? So what happened? Anyway, so he uh, got to the pickup, and it was a bunch of, like, teenage boys. Mm -hmm. And they get in the car, and they're all real quiet. And he was like, God damn it. I'm about to get carjacked. Mm -hmm. And he looks in the rearview mirror, and he recognizes one of them as, like, his friend's nephew. Mm -hmm. And the kid looks at him, and he's like, uh, are you? Do you know so and so? And he was like, "Yeah, sure do." Yep. <laughs> and you then little all shit. Of, all of the boys in the car at the same got the same text. The same like their phones went off all at the same time. Oh god. Oh so my god. Supposed like. And he's like, just take us around the block. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the other thing, well, a couple of things that I learned this week, and uh, that same guy was he picked up this guy on the east side and he uh the guy got in the front seat and then had a knife and tried to stab him Ugh. and had to, like push him out of the car wow i'd be like cool you can just have the car dude you don't have to stab me yeah it's also bizarre. boop 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 911 this yeah. guy just stole my fucking car yeah seriously yeah i would be i would totally give him the car cuz my um registration's out of date so nice <laughs> i don't even have to Take call 911 they're gonna get pulled over yep. anyway. yeah and then they can pay that fine and then my friend who works for uber said and i think i think lyft works the same way but whenever she goes to pick somebody up it just tells her like where to go like where they are mm-hmm. and it won't tell you where they're going until after you've said like i've picked them up that's, that's fucked oh to keep people from picking and choosing routes Probably, but yeah, also, I think it's probably to protect the rider so that you don't have their address, too. Mm. It's probably like a security protocol, but like you can get to somebody and they could have put in like fucking New Orleans or some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You still don't have to, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. What's Uber going to do? Fire you the minute, you know? Yeah. But still, like, that's scary. Eh. to not know where you're going i kind of like it because sometimes i am convinced that people aren't picking me up because i live so far away mm-hmm. i know that happens to me with favor all the time i'll have a really hard time getting someone 
I had my poor kids didn't get to eat till like nine forty five the other night because nobody would drive out to my damn house. Oh my god! Yeah. Fuck those people. Yeah, I was real mad. You should have given them turkey jerky. I shouldn't go <laughs> grocery shopping is what I should do, but we spent too many hours in the sun looking for dinosaur footprints, and we were all too exhausted to leave oh, the house. That Did you find any? Fun. Yeah. Really? If you go up to Leander, they have like some very well-preserved dinosaur footprints in this riverbed, and you can go like hike through and swim through the river to find them. It was fun. That's, That's cool. not so neat. Super fun, and there's like these little rapids that are exactly like a Schlitterbahn water slide, and just plop my kid in an inner tube and let her bounce down the river, and it was free. Hell yeah! Oh my so much God. better. Yeah, freeze the best. That's awesome. It was super awesome, but we we totally wasted ourselves, and then just physically couldn't grocery shop. I was yeah. exhausted, so I was like, "Come on, favor, come through." And they were like, "Not for at least an hour." <laughs> my kids are like, "We're hungry." I'm like, "Shut up and watch shows, watch cartoons." <laughs> just shut up and watch your cartoons. I kept feeding them handfuls of peanuts. I was a real winner that day. <laughs> Peanut though, I mean, yeah, protein. Yeah, right. Also, what kids you. don't like peanuts? They liked Once them, but they were just, you know, hungry. <laughs> <laughs> hungry for real food. The peanuts weren't doing it, unfortunately. They're not baby elephants. I just imagine like that Mickey Mouse slicing a bean. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and here's half for you, and half yeah. for you. Real Mickey's Christmas Carol to it. Oh. Uh, mm. I almost said R.I.P. I don't know why. Yeah, they're all dead. All those characters. True. They're all fucking dead. Yep, it's their children who are in yeah, it. Yeah, we're watching like Mickey Mouse's great, great grandson. What would, okay, so if Mickey Mouse is, oh, why am I doing this? A mouse? No, like 25 in any given cartoon. Mm-hmm. What generation of Mickey Mouse are we on? Like seven? When did Disney start? 1910s? 20s? So, yeah, maybe like Five, six, five generations. I don't know. But then we have to like think about how long mice live. I'll work on this. <laughs> but like time. human mice, we need to get that in too because he's not a real mouse. Like I'm just saying, we could have bred a really smart Mickey Mouse by now, and he seems to be just as dumb. Oh, dumb is a really harsh word. Well, he's kind. Of, I mean, he's innocent. I he's guess he's always Goofy, learning. God's sake. Goofy's another one. How many generations have we gotten through and? Well, he has a son. I know, His but how many generations of son? Him. That's creepy. Oh, that's... Yeah, it's they're weird. They're just all... They've all been 25 the whole time. Okay. They're all 25. No, they're all like 32, I think. Well, if Goofy's son, Max, yeah. was like 15... 15, yeah. yeah. So Goofy's got to be in his 40s. Goofy yeah. seems like he's in his 40s. Donald's got to be in his 40s because he's, you know, Republican. Yeah. And angry. Maybe even time. older. Yeah. I would say Donald's maybe in his like 50s. Yeah. yeah he's the old dad. Bugs is like. Bugs is Oh, well, not he's Disney. not Disney. Yeah. Sorry. We don't care about the Warner Brothers ages. I Bugs do. is like 25, though. He's like a he's like a rich 30 year old. Bugs is oh. 60 and gay and kind of sad. That's what I think. Is he and he's sad? still trying to act young. That's hmm. what I think. Maybe. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I think he's like a yeah maybe. Well, let just f- fucking explain Lola Bunny to me then. She's young. I actually have this very strong serious theory that Bugs Bunny is a woman. That has yeah that theory is. It's not just supported by textual evidence. Yeah, the only time he puts clothes on, they're women's clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 
So I don't know where Lola Bunny came from. I think it's kind of a beard type situation where Warner Brothers is trying to hide the truth from everybody mm-hmm. who just assumed mm-hmm. Bugs was a man. But I'm pretty sure Bugs is a woman. So do you think Bugs is interested in Elmer Fudd? No. No? I think Bugs is interested in other bunnies. Okay. Yeah. Are but there other male bunnies? No, but I don't think Bugs is straight. Okay. Yeah, she's, she's too funny. Yeah. Yeah. No offense. To, to women? <laughs> I don't women. understand. <laughs> I think she's funny. No offense. We know women aren't funny. No, I said she's too funny to be straight. That's oh. why I said no offense. Oh. Yeah. Wow. To me. <laughs> Humor's subjective. What are we talking about? I don't know. Welcome to the podcast. Funny. Yeah. I didn't mean to. I Both said no of offense. Us, it's fine. Well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> said no offense. It doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm Lisa Friedrich. I'm Karina Magyar. I'm Whitney Lamond. This is a really weird brunch. That's weird. I feel really terrible. I'm sorry. Why do you feel terrible? Because this is not a fun conversation. Well, it is. No, but explain it's to fine. me why straight women aren't funny. <laughs> they're funny. They're I love very, it because Lisa's face is like, tell me. They're very, very stoically. funny. They're just not as funny. <sighs> Who... <laughs> I'm, should I leave okay. the room? No. I feel like y'all are gonna. You know fight. I'm joking, right? Yeah, this is just some teasing. I don't listen think you're to joking. her. She's like, sure, I know you're fucking joking. That sounds really funny. Yeah, you're joking. Yeah, yeah. we're yeah, all right. joking. We're all having fun. Yeah, you're really funny. Good? Isn't this a good time? It's a really good joke, Karina. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Better than one I could have come up with. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And they're friends again. We were always friends. Uh, yeah. Straight women are better friends. Oh, that's true. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Is it? <laughs> um, less no. dramatic. No. Yeah. Equally dramatic. I don't know. Equally good friends. Hmm. For in my experience. I don't know what my experience is anymore. I don't think there's any difference between humans anymore. I honestly don't think there's any difference between how good of friends you are based on your sexual orientation. No. no. I mean, obviously. I don't know why I had to say that. No. I don't. It's really hard for me to understand dif- difference in humans sometimes. It is hard, isn't it? Where like people are like, oh, that's just a dude. And I'm like, eh, but also like everyone does that shit. Yeah. Like everyone does everything. I'm more interested now than, you know, I don't have any interest anymore in like what dudes do that ladies don't and more about like what dudes are told to be like versus that's the thing that matters. And that's where I see like stark differences. Yeah. But then like you dig a little bit under the like topsoil and yeah, we're just dirt. We're all just, yeah. Yeah. We're all just just dirt. Fucking stupid humans, which by the way, I am convinced Mm -hmm. and you probably will talk me out of it, but I am (laughs) convinced based on one documentary that I watched while I was falling asleep the other night. Well, I mean, how else have you ever been convinced of anything? Yep. That, uh, that we are basically... No. <laughs> okay. I was we kind of are excited for flat earth. Basically a like an ant farm for fucking aliens. Oh, like the bacteria are driving us around like big old cars? No. 
Oh, like you mean like we're a bacteria farm for aliens, an no, ant farm for I aliens. Said ant farm. We're yeah, an alien ant gross. farm, like the band. <gasps> oh my god, is that why alien they said that? Ant farm, probably. What? Nothing. They took it from Michael Jackson and they ran with it. They did. It's the only hit they ever had. It's really good. Is a cover song. Okay. I, I don't know what thing to respond to, so I'm just going to let it all go. <laughs> I'll send you the documentary. What's it called? Alien remember. colon ant farm? No, it's about this dude that Dash came the out. the world, earth, question mark. History Channel Presents. Are we? <sighs> Hello, like that? Like, yeah. is that what's happening? There, it's about this guy that came out in the 80s, and he was like, I can't tell you who I am. I was part of S4. Mm -hmm. S4 is near Area 51. And that's when Area 51 blew up as like a destination. Um, And then he came out with his name. His name is Bob something. I think. I don't remember. That's like the title of the fucking documentary is his name. Bob something. And he like came out and like went on talk shows and shit. And he was like. Is this new? It's yeah. From like the last. Within the last year. Thanks to you. I think Netflix recommended this to me. Hell yeah. All of my I actually ads do watch the things you tell me to watch. Are for Paso Robles in Bob Lazar, Area <laughs> yes, 51 yes, 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 yes. and Flying Saucers. Bob, yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot. You're you're literally in my Netflix recommendations yep. algorithm now. You're, you're fucking up our shit. Uh worth a watch. Anyway. Okay. He uh he's very pragmatic and I believe everything he said. He didn't say that we were fucking watched by aliens or whatever. He didn't say we're an I'm ant just, farm. He's probably not allowed to. No. Yeah. Don't do that to me. <laughs> you know what you're doing. Keep it going. Me. Keep it going. I don't know. Ooh, is this your right story? On the edge of reality. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, it's not at all. What is your story? I'm though? glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell us. So just like. Story number two. Story number two. I guess it would be 1.5. I'm just kidding, because you've already been telling their alien story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah I, I feel like we were definitely less I'm than sorry. 0.5 of the way into that wormhole. But I'm that's sorry. true. No, no it's you're good. fine. I like it. I just... I do, too. Don't want to give you two whole stories. That's not fair to the rest of us. That's true. Well, I fairness. Really that. That's Why what we're I, about. You know what? is a bitch right now. Karina's do mad I, do at both tea? of us. Is there any tea? I do this? have tea. Do you want some chamomile to calm down? Yes. Okay. You do? I, I need I need some water or something. I'll get you some water. water. Yeah. Thank you. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> so, <clears throat> should we wait and just cut this out? No. <laughs> no, leave it in. No. People need to know that I get cranky when I'm dehydrated. Leave it in. Get her pregnant. Uh, wait, what? Oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> like a dick. Um... <laughs> So, in 1598, in the middle of the werewolf scare what? in France oh. and Germany Wait, what? And Europe. The werewolf scare? Fuck yeah, dude. There was <laughs> just like the witch hunt, like the Salem witch trials. Seriously? There were like, yes. So much. It is prevalent in the 16th century that uh, everybody was like, everyone's a werewolf. Werewolves are going to kill all of us. Ooh. And... Fuck you if you're a werewolf. You're, we're gonna burn you at the stake. Loop Karu. Yeah. Yeah. I took that out of this because I didn't know how to say it. 
but that's awesome yeah so it was it was uh basically like the witch hunt for that was more male leaning for dudes ish yeah do you know the witch hunt started persecuting men first yes that's why i said more sorcerers dude leaning yeah instead of just dudes uh so in 1598 in charlotte yeah we definitely fucking that up in the but it has the little uh rooftop over the a yeah that's that's how you that's how i do it charlotte yeah uh in the champagne region of france (laughs) you can say champagne it's uh (laughs) children uh children began (laughs) going missing (laughs) at an unusual rate assuming there was a usual rate and i was like how uh it seemed like the children were just vanishing there were no signs of them anywhere they couldn't like there was no no clues no no idea of like where they like they would just disappear no pill bottles this is or the 1850s coats. is that what this you said 15 oh uh, shit 98 oh, shit. no they don't know what clues are 98 no. got yeah. it um all of a sudden Scattered reports of bestial creature, half animal and half man, up in the woods nearby. Spooky. Because it's the 16th century and werewolves is everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, uh, witches and shit are very real. Um, not that they're not now, but um, so like monsters and all of this, you know, all of the lore that we hear about now, like that was all very much real to them. Uh, word spread that the werewolf was lurking around and the demon tailor of Chalon was born. The demon tailor? Like, like making like clothes? clothes? Mm-hmm. Tight. I love it. I do too. As the children continued to go missing, sightings somehow became more prevalent. <laughs> Let me tell you about my therapy sessions. Um, Wait, of werewolves? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, all of a sudden, I see them everywhere. In the face of every child. Uh, and there was a mass hysteria that took over this town that I can't pronounce correctly. Folks were locking themselves in their houses at night, which was very rare at the time. You didn't really lock your doors. Didn't um, really have doors. Yeah, people just respected other people's areas. <laughs> no, I respect your area. Unless they were at war. Or Nobody respects shit anymore. Nobody um, respected anything ever. They were terrified of what was out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the rumors of the wolf man turned into him or her mm-hmm. devouring the corpses of children. Ooh. Like, say, an animal does. That mm-hmm. would make perfect sense. Like a starving mm-hmm. wolf. Yeah. An actual wolf. Right. Yeah. Um, and kids were coming home saying they had escaped the fate of the werewolf. Um <laughs> Which is like... Yeah, go kids. Yeah, but also I definitely saw a pink and purple panda in Tennessee oh, when I was three. Like, for sure. No, you can always yeah, count on kids to, to make it real for you. Yeah, also, the fuck were those kids doing? They've got farming and shit to do. It's 16th century fucking France. Do your chores. They were Yeah, but they're doing hunting. their chores. They're chasing a sheep into the edge of the forbidden woods. And just as they catch the sheep, they take three steps into the woods and they hear something rustle and they run back. And guess what mm-hmm. they just did? They escaped the clutches of the werewolf on the clock. Damn. Yep. Mm-hmm. Damn. It was a fun time. I'm sticking up for <laughs> the kids. When you did it yesterday. I do it most days. Uh, so I get out of work. <laughs> so then the men folk balled up, started hunting parties in the woods. 
uh, at night and they could not find this. So either the werewolf was really good at hiding or these dudes were uh, into each other. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Rumors started again because canceling has been around forever, but things were different in the 16th century. So rumors were canceling. Um, An eccentric tailor on the edge of town started catching heat. People were saying that they heard cries from his shop and had an intense and he had an intense interest in the kids who passed by his store. Oh, that's probably true. He was probably a creep. Mm-hmm. The this escalated to rumors of him speeding off into the woods at all hours, so a bunch of men folks searched his premises. Uh oh. <laughs> what they find? What they find? Some people need to be fucking canceled. Uh, <laughs> inside the shop was something out of a horror movie in one room the townsfolk found an array of barrels and chests stashed in a corner and when they opened them they found the tiny bones of countless children <gasps> oh, no. oh man another room seemed to be somewhat of a butchering room with cuts of kid meat lying out gathering flies oh. many of the cuts were half eaten and proved to be from human beings. I don't like the term kid meat. <laughs> Sorry, I wrote this today. The yard was full of shallow graves, blood, and various pieces and human goo were found everywhere. Ooh, or human, human goo. Goo. Um, these are my words, ladies. That's so cool. Okay. Call me an author. Uh, yeah. The whole time the tailor was chill. And took the stance that he hadn't done anything wrong. He didn't say he didn't do it outright. He was just like, I didn't do anything wrong. Those kids deserved it. So he was imprisoned and tortured for confessions to his crimes. Good. Uh, He finally admitted to killing around 50 children. Holy shit. Luring them into How did they have that many children in this village in the 16th century? I don't know. That's a lot of kids. I feel like kids. they could have. I guess people had tons of kids back then. Yeah, you like have I like had four or five kids. kids. If you have I a mean, hundred people there. Yeah, that's true. He was like, it's not even that big a deal because all the kids are going to die anyways. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Uh, he would lure them into his shop and slice their throats and then powder and dress their bodies before butchering them and eating them. Okay, whoa. That's a weird order of operations. Mm-hmm. Why? I mean, they're not mentioning any of the probably definite sexual abuse also, I assume. Some articles mention that, but I didn't include it because enough articles didn't mention it Yeah, to where I was like, I can't tell if some people threw it in just to like up the ante. I mean, I would... I, I mean, he's think, eating the evidence, yeah, so we any have no idea. Men who are dressing children and, and powdering them? eating them aren't yeah. sexually abusing them. I mean, obviously, he's a terrible person no matter what. So, yeah. Uh, uh, He can. So he admitted to that, but he continued to vehemently deny being a werewolf. Well, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, do we need you to be a werewolf at this point? You can just be a regular monster. A fucking awful person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but like I said, werewolf panic was like witch trials before the witch trials where like if you were a werewolf, that was like the worst thing you could possibly be. So even though he's a fucking kid eating bastard. That's 
the werewolf is still like that's what i they need to get them on these on. werewolf charges in order to like throw them away well in order to do what they wanted to do oh um well, just do what, what you they want to do. do yeah so the he was like no i'm Tell not and the townspeople were like no playboy you're a wolf because he would have huge rage outbursts and froth at the mouth he displayed superhuman strength too. So 1598 France was like, you a wolf, bitch. Mm-hmm. Sure, past the I'm okay checklist. with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, according to the lore of the case, when the tailor of Chalon was brought to trial, there were witnesses who claimed to have seen him actually transform into a wolf. And despite his denials of these charges, the tailor was quickly found guilty and sentenced to being burned alive. Bye. When it came to be his turn, so I guess they were just burning a lot of people this day. It's like one of those rotisserie chicken mm-hmm. wheel things. Yeah. There's what like five were these dudes other going werewolves on. Doing? Like if that was his crime, what were the other werewolf crimes? They eat all I the have chickens a whole and loitering. Yeah. I have a whole article about real werewolf, like the real people that were oh. called out as werewolves. Um, so who knows? Maybe. And like three of them were in 1598. In yeah. France, like it's it was a good year for it was werewolves. On trend that year, it's nuts. Um, it's fucking wild, man. <laughs> like whatever. Uh, so it's what his turn to get burned. Oh, so he allegedly flew into a blasphemous rant and was overcome by another one of his animalistic episodes before the sentence was carried out. Um, there's also a report that he was like sitting there talking, like all of these families of these kids are there, right? Cause mm-hmm. they're like, fuck you, dude. Mm-hmm. We want to watch. Um, uh, and he was like saying terrible things to the family while he was up there. Like every family, he was just like talking mad shit the whole time. I mean, there's only two ways to go here. One is to like claim that you're innocent and beg for God's mercy mm-hmm. and hope everybody's like, you know what? He's not such a bad guy. And the other way to go is like, this is going to happen anyway. Going out with a bang. Fingers yeah. blazing. Yeah. Well, he did. Okay. Yeah, his fingers blazed. Um, <laughs> and after he died, the disappearances of the children suddenly stopped. What a mystery. Well, at least they got it right. Yeah. In 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 the important ways. Yeah. 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 I mean, so, not that he was a wolf. I mean, the lesson that here they is... they killed the bad guy. Don't hunt for werewolves in the woods. Look for creepers who pay way too much attention to little kids. Yeah. 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 Real. Also, the weirdest thing about this case is that the court had all records of the case destroyed. So no one even knows this fucker's name. Like, oh, that's mean. They they made it like he was not even a lot like they were trying to erase him for history because he was so gross and bad like nice. this was i'm such okay a, with that i'm okay that's what we should be doing with every mass yeah shooter. yeah yeah You're and gone. it's to me i'm like fuck yeah like yeah. why do we it's like when uh the ted bundy movie came out and everybody was like we're giving him you know the hero worship him, and yeah. all this shit it's it's that like yeah if you make a documentary or a movie about somebody, like make them the bad guy, yeah, <laughs> or don't talk about them at all. Mm. I do wish I had that guy's name though, and like his family history, so I could see how he was brought up and why he was so fucked up. Yeah, oh, I don't know if they kept records that good. Yeah, I don't no. think so. No. Yeah. No. 
No. I mean, that was an interesting time in that little area of Europe because they were, this was like right after the Lutheran thing happened or Mm -hmm. as it was gaming steam, Yeah, you know? And so like part of this whole Reformation, counter-Reformation was that the reemergence of all these like weird folk tales Mm -hmm. because people were just like freaked out. They knew there was a church and if you believed in the church, you were good. And then all of a sudden the church is fighting itself. Right. And it led to all, all this shit. Yeah. You know, it was just people grasping at, you know, meaning. Yeah. And... It's funny, though, the importance that they were attaching the werewolf thing to executing this person who we would still in this day where we don't really, oh, wait, or in Texas, mm-hmm. but in this day where execution is seen as a bit of a backward barbaric yeah. thing, we would probably still execute that guy Yeah, yeah. who ate 50 children. Yeah. yeah, I think, you know, states would bring back the death penalty to go ahead and do that. For sure. Yeah. Or they would try so to find a kid a that was thing. from one of the states and be yeah. like, your trial's you, here. Yeah, yep. you're going to Texas. Yeah. yeah. Bundy, Florida. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the serial killers not many people know about is an unnamed Taylor. Taylor of Chalon. Chalon. <sighs> Taylor Chalon. Well, in less appetizing stories, we need to talk about Grover Cleveland. Ugh, There's that guy. Appetizing about gro- was he the one that had cows on the front lawn? Uh, maybe I didn't do as he much. Did a bunch of weird stuff. Grover like. Cleveland research. I mostly researched the women in his life. Okay, well, I need to find out who the fuck had cows on the front lawn. But you keep going. I'll interrupt you. Like it's I always possible. Do. He's the one from Buffalo, New York. If that is what you're thinking. Um, He's most famous as a president for being the one who had non-consecutive terms. Mm. And that just kind of tells you how exciting he was as a dude. He had how many? He had eight years, but they were split up. There was another president in between his two four-year terms. And that's pretty much the only thing anybody ever remembers about Grover Cleveland. Um, Which is why Mm. it's kind of fun to see what's buried in his past here. It was Taft. Taft was the one with the cows in the front line because he's fat. Yeah, isn't Grover Cleveland? Grover Cleveland was not thin. <laughs> but he wasn't like stuck in the bathtub fat like Taft. He got stuck in the bathtub? Yeah. Good stuck times. in the White House bathtub. Had to get... sucks. What a dick. <laughs> that sucks. Oh, uh, I don't know I just why feel we're like so with a name like that. Grover, you're like... He sounds really gross, but he's just a, a regular 1870s, 80s kind of guy. Big old mustache. So he got elected in 1884, and at the time, he was still a swinging bachelor. Mm. Yep. Is so, he the only one we've elected that was a... I'm sorry. No. I am asking so many questions. No, he's not. Um, so this is actually more common in the 19th century. Not presidents just weren't married sometimes, or their wives died young or something. So. Mm-hmm. The tradition, if you entered the White House non-married, was to have one of your relatives serve as First Lady, which at the time was kind of an important office, both because sexism um, and just like manual labor. They needed someone to be like the head housekeeper of the White House. Mm -hmm. And that was always the First Lady's duties was to like run the household as in life at the time. Imagine Melania doing housework. She decorated for Christmas 
and did just a fantastic job terrifying. of portraying our dystopian hellscape yep. in, in those decades. She just really <laughs> nailed dystopian hellscape. She just nailed the zeitgeist of America both years so far. So uh, I'm really looking yes. forward to what terrors what, what comes next. Yeah, it's like it's better than the haunted houses at the mall. You know. Yeah. There's me. a haunted house at the mall. Oh, that you know, not here. When I was growing up, haunted houses were always in the mall. Like there was some part of the mall that couldn't keep a Sears open or whatever, and they KB put, Toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They put the haunted always house KB in there. Toys. Yeah, and they turn on all the wind up toys and be terrified. What are we talking I'm about? I'm sorry, Grover this Cleveland. Is my fault. Right. So he gets into the office, and he doesn't have a wife. So his sister gets tapped to be first lady. Her name is Rose Rose Cleveland, and she could not have hated the job more she was a scholar and really wanted to be a scholar and a bit of an activist and she was not at all into kind of becoming the america's housewife or whatever um they called her a blue stocking because that's what uh term they threw at women who had the nerve to learn how to read and stuff that sounds like one of those sex terms yeah. I gave her a blue stocking. She uh, really hated the fact that the press reported on like how low cut her gowns were and stuff and like her appearance in general. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, just can you guys just leave me out of this? I'll, I'm just here to like make sure the napkins are on straight when the president of France visits or whatever. Actually, that'd be the emperor at the time. Anyway, so she does that for about a year and then Grover lets her off the hook by getting married. Thanks, Grove. Yeah. So he got married to... First lady not married to him. She was his sister. sister Because he wasn't married. He wasn't married, so she just made his sister do it. And he's like, get out of your school or whatever you're doing. I think she was teaching at a school in Buffalo and come be a first lady until I get married. Okay. And then he got married. I'm fine. God, my brother always getting elected president. Okay. It's annoying Um, me. So he's... They're family friends with the this family called the Folsoms, who are very, very influential and rich. And the elder father Folsom died. Um, and so Grover kind of became, um, he stepped into the role and he was seeing a lot of Emma Folsom, who's the widow, and really doting on their daughter, who they had just before Oscar died. Her name was Frances. And, you know, he kind of, he bought her her first, um, what's it called? Baby carriage. Vibrator. Pram. Ba- Pram, thank you, and all that. So he's like, he was already acting kind of the part and everything. And so when he got into office, everyone was like, oh, he's going to, mm-hmm. he's going to make Folsom an honest woman, right? Uh, and he did. He married the daughter. The minute she got old enough to do so. Gross. Whom Aww. he had doted on. In Wait, minute. the one he bought the carriage for? Mm-hmm. Woody Allen shit. Mm-hmm. So she was our youngest first lady ever. She was 20. Ew. What? And she immediately caused a sensation. Because remember how the press was always like reporting on. Um, Rose. Rose and what she looked like and kind of criticizing her dresses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, Francis was smoking. Right. I'm so sure. Yeah. So like they went nuts for Francis and she kind of uh, liked it. Um, yeah. She's 20. Yeah. And so anyway, she, he's, by the way, dead. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a pretty big age. Difference. Basically. Yeah. All right. 20 isn't that bad. Uh, eh. Hold on. 
27 year old difference 27 year difference okay so 47 that's it that's a big difference. It's, it's 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 a big difference because he was like her uncle mm-hmm. i used to work with a couple that was 27 years difference so i'm right but biased. did the man raise the uh, woman anyway no, that's true yeah <laughs> so that was our first lady uh now rose is free and she goes back to school to teach in Lafayette, Indiana. And then she uh, makes friends with this woman named Evangeline Mars. That's a cool name. Yeah, Evangeline Mars is an interesting person. So she got married when she was very, very young to a guy named Michael Hodge Simpson. And by very, very young, I mean she was 25, mm. which doesn't sound so bad, but Michael Hodge Simpson was 79. Oh, what? my God. Yeah. That's he, where I draw the line. Yeah. Anyway, he owned, like, all the cotton, so he gave her a million dollars as a wedding present, and they went on a honeymoon to Europe, uh, and then he promptly died pretty soon afterwards. And not a bad deal. She ended up inheriting an estate worth ten to twelve million dollars. Oh my god. god! That's right a about when Rose met her, and they became like really good friends. Because uh, like she was running in those circles, like president sister kind of circles. Mm-hmm. So they became good friends, and they became more than good friends because Rose is a lesbian. And they, she really fell in love with Evangeline, who is more of a fuckboy. Oh, no. Yeah, but that's okay, because they did fall in love with each other. Like, Who's I think funnier, this is, though? Hmm? Yeah, that's true. I bet Rose is funnier. Rose. Definitely yeah. Rose. Just guessing. So this all came to light. Uh, you know, they're, they're very open. Like they would tell their friends they were in love with each other. There was no like word for being gay yet, like sexual orientation studies. There was just no concept for not being, obviously mm-hmm. gay people had existed and it'd been a big deal amongst men not to do that, but nobody really paid attention to what women were doing. So they would just flat out tell people they were in love with each other and they'd be like, that's great that you have a friend. You little girls, you yeah, go exactly. do whatever. Uh, they lived together. They wrote to a, a lot of letters to each other. And this whole relationship and revelation about Rose Cleveland being gay came to light four days ago. Four uh, days ago? Four days ago. This new, no shit. Uh, new book dropped um, <gasps> with all the love letters into it. And uh, they found them in this cool. like library i'll get into that at the end um but so anyway, didn't we talk about this five days ago five days ago maybe six oh, days okay. ago. yeah yeah it's been like this Sorry. last week past week or so I thought, you, I thought you knew before this came out and i was like god damn this is I, how much research she's done i reacted to like the news dropping it got it like, holy shit we had a gay first lady um so the um letters are very explicit not like not like penthouse pornography explicit but it's no mistaking like love not Definitely. just like feminine friendship this right. isn't one of those abraham lincoln signs his letters love kind of things <laughs> this is more like love you mary todd i can't find the words to talk about our love but i keep your letters under my pillowcase and the right world will not be ever spoken between us and i can't wait to be in your arms and they're you know they're fucking, it's very sweet 
Um, so they're hanging out, and this is making Rose feel a lot better about having been first lady and gotten, prom- gotten prominent enough to hang out with like Evangeline. This is really great. Evangeline Unf- is such a pretty name. It's uh, mm-hmm. that's the one I was going to name my kid if I have a third kid. It's definitely going to be Evangeline. Not if I get there first. Uh, so they get a good, Itch. happy eight years together before Evangeline marries a bishop. Ew. Bishop Whipple. Ew. Whipple. And she becomes Evangeline Whipple. Ugh. And it... Going from Mars to Whipple. Damn near breaks Rose's heart. And she basically begs her, like, please don't go away with this man. Like, stay with us. Give us one more season of love. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And Evangeline's just like, yo, I got a, I got $12 million and I'm in the public eye and I'm just going to marry this bishop. He's only... 36 years older than her so what happened was he's this rich protestant bishop she found herself another rich man to hit her shit to mm-hmm. and she goes off to minnesota because that's where he's going to be a missionary for the episcopal church at the time minnesota was like six norwegians and a bunch of native desolate. tribes yeah not yeah. desolate like full of dakota and lakota okay and the the uh, church was going to do what churches do to in these situations. Try and force shit on them. Yeah, which well, uh, but Episcopalians are way cooler than other denominations in general. Mm-hmm. Sure, um, maybe not back then. Evangeline Whipple was not. So oh. she expanded the cathedral there in Minnesota and built a St. Mary's School for Girls in Faribault, Minnesota, which was dedicated to improving education and providing education to young women. Mm-hmm. So very Oprah. Um, great use of your money. Uh, she specifically only admitted Native American girls, and then yeah. she taught them to only speak English and forget yeah. their heathen ways and uh, assimilate into the culture. Oh. Yeah. And basically was the driving force behind like eradication of oh, no. Sioux culture in Minnesota. Not that she single-handedly accomplished that. Oh, there was right. a lot of other guns and things happening that helped do that, but... She was very much on the side of, boy, America would be a better place if everybody could just act more white. white. So during this time, Rose, who was a bit of a, I don't know, I don't know if you can call her progressive because she doesn't quite map. She's not exactly a suffragette, Mm -hmm. but she's not thrilled with Evangeline, but they keep their correspondence up. It just gets a little more formal. And I think that was also to avoid embarrassing the bishop. Fuck that guy. He died. Uh, Meanwhile, let's check in with Frances. So she is now like the Beyonce of America. Like she's the most popular first lady in known memory, right? This is prior to like other popular first ladies. So it's still kind of a new thing. And it's the first time a president ever gotten married while in the White House. First time anybody... um, had had a baby in the White House. Mm-hmm. So the press goes nuts when b- little baby Ruth is born. Yeah, that's a candy bar namesake. That's right. Mm-hmm. Baby Ruth candy bars named mm-hmm. after their first kid. Really? Who, yeah, that's yeah. for real. Mm-hmm. Who died of 12 at 12. Uh, <laughs> she didn't make it very long. She had diphtheria. That, things like that happened. They had a lot, bunch of kids. Um, Francis like, kind of started to feel a little like... I don't know, patronized by 
America and like all these mm-hmm. advertisers were using her image to sell shit because it's just like our hot first lady really likes this face cream and they didn't ask her permission right to the point where Congress was going to pass a law against doing that but they actually never got around to it Not so she was like you know what I want to be a political activist like I want to be a kind of the usual like first lady thing it's not surprising mm-hmm. anymore but she was the first one to be like I really want to stand up for something so she became a big advocate for America after her husband died and after she was out of the White House for America getting into World War One and getting involved in World War One because we were really slow and hesitant mm-hmm. to do that um, she was on a bunch of pro-war leagues and she became a very outspoken and kind of set the mold for what a first lady who's politically active could look like. Mm-hmm. Um, so you go, girl. Unfortunately, that pro-war stuff was part of her plan to make sure that all the natives and African-Americans and everybody else was assimilated to feel like super American and we should all be fighting wars together and not fighting each other. And it was unification through assimilation. Oh, and she opposed women's suffrage. Hmm. Women aren't intelligent enough to vote. She wrote. No. So yeah. Complicated person. Yeah. So, what happened to Evangeline and Rose? While all this bullshit's going on in the early 1900s, the bishop dies. Bye, bishop. Rose writes Evangeline. Let me find this letter. What's she going to say? I need you, and life is not long enough to always wait. Aw. What did Evangeline say? Evangeline said... Let's go. And she yeah. moved back from Minnesota and they hooked up in India, Indiana and then they took off to live together in a Tuscan village called Banya de Luca where they lived out the rest of their days. Under the Tuscan sun. Under the Tuscan sun. Oh my God. Doing work for the Red Cross. They were there during the outbreak of World War One, and they set up a lot of hospitals and stuff together. Um, they actually lived with a third woman who was a famous <coughs> illustrator. Hell yeah. Yeah, and started kind of like, a, they were very famous in town. They Nobody ever talked about the relationship, cool. but they were super out. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, then the flu hit in 1918, right at the end of World War One, mm-hmm. and that wiped out the Rumi and Rose. Oh, Aww. no. So Rose got buried in the English cemetery in Banya de Luca. Evangeline ended up living until 1930. Um, and when she died, she left tens of millions of dollars to schools, churches, people, and then in a bit of oopsie, uh, Native American programs in Minnesota <laughs> to set aside land and stuff because she, after living with Rose, kind of like saw the error of her ways. Right. And she was buried in a plot right next to Rose. They're buried together. Aww, that's sweet. In Tuscany together. Look, and that, and you can change your mind. Next to her brother, like poor Francis was. Francis remarried and had a very interesting and active life and still got yanked back and dropped down next to Grover Cleveland. And that's all anybody ever thought of her as was Grover Cleveland's little hot wife. That sucks. And she might have deserved it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That's the story of Grover Cleveland's chicks. Grover Cleveland's chicks. The the first ladies of that administration. That's wild. That is. Yeah. Happy pride. Woo. Just remember, you know, every, the thing I like about lesbian love stories 
is that they always seem to end well in old age. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like they finally get their heads on straight and go through all the bullshit and realize what's important. Happy old lady mm-hmm. couples. The best. Ah, the best. So much better. I agree. Well, mine's not about a happy old lady. <laughs> mine's <Ruh-roh>. about <laughs> um, a superstitious old lady. Woo, who's superstitious? Um, Stevie Wonder. I feel like I'm being read right I'm now. I'm not reading you. Not at all. All right. Um, this story is about Leonardo Cianciulli. I listened hey, that's Italian. to a thing on how to pronounce her name. Um, I hope I remembered it correctly. So Leonardo Cianciulli was born in April of 1894 um, in Correggio Reggio Emilia, Italy. That's a lot of words. In Italy. In Italy. Let's just simplify it. Um, so she kind of had a obviously a troubled childhood um, since in her adolescence she tried to commit suicide twice like very young um so there's some stuff going on there clearly uh eventually she gets married to a registry office clerk and her parents are both like this guy's not good enough for you we have something else going on and now you're fucking it up you're marrying down um her mom was like guess what it's the beginning of the 1900s and I'm going to curse you. What? Um, I curse you for misery forevermore. Oh my God. Damn, um, mom. Just based on that dude, which Ugh. is shitty, but that's what... Mom still be doing that, though. Yeah. Doing the did, forever curse. Did your mom moms? forever curse you? Uh, Not mm. yet. N- not for this one. My mom used to put the evil eye on our dog. But I think she was like joking around. Mm. Probably. No. (gasps) It didn't live forever. (laughs) Um, So even though there's no proof of a curse actually being a thing, it seems to have happened to her kind of. So a few years into her marriage, Chan Chili um, was imprisoned for fraud and three years later, her house gets destroyed by an earthquake. But did she really do fraud? I would assume so. I don't. I none of. Let me see her if I can find doing fraud. Fraud in any of these articles? No, it's just fraud. General fraud. Um. So, imprisoned. House gets destroyed by an earthquake. She gets pregnant 17 times. Um, she loses... Consecutively or... It, she loses 13 of the 17 children. Fuck. Um, I think a good amount of the... Three were miscarried, which Whoa. leaves 10. Ten. What are the who, other 10 options? The other 10 died in their youth. So, I don't know. Maybe she's just a bad mom. Yeah, could be. Yeah, miscarriages will fuck you up. They yeah. will. But four of them survived, which is crazy because that's like 21 times being pregnant. Wait, no, you said... 17, 
17 oh wait you're right 17 total 13 dead four alive yeah got it sorry i was adding four to 17 those four who lived must be yeah so she was obviously very protective of her four children that did survive Mm -hmm. also being cursed and all that and believing in curses means she goes to people like fortune tellers and so she does one day there's a traveling romani woman and she goes to get her palms read and the woman tells her in your right hand i see prison in your left hand i see criminal asylum what and yeah she's like leonardo's like fuck Uh oh this sucks it already sucked so far i guess it's just gonna continue to fucking suck um (laughs) so in 1939 her oldest son giuseppe joins the italian army and they're all getting ready for world war ii and leonardo's like fuck 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 my kid's going to war this is gonna end badly but i'm gonna figure out a way to keep him alive as best i can from a distance so she goes to yeah from a distance she goes to another fortune teller who's like you know what human sacrifice is the best way to keep your son alive Mm. she's like you are right my god if you if i've ever heard anything so right so leonardo (laughs) too much too much you know spare kids yeah leonardo's like let me go person hunting and she finds her first candidate eligible candidate who is a local spinster woman she figured no one would miss her because she is unwed and has no children. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to get murdered. <laughs> her name is Faustina Seti. And she invites Seti over and is like, guess what? I'm playing matchmaker. I know this guy. He's great potential husband. Um, come with me. Tell your whole family that we're going to visit this guy abroad and I'm going to totally hook y'all up. This is going to be awesome. And Faustina is like, I'm in. I'm a spinster and I have no children. Let's do this. <laughs> um, so she goes over to her house and Leonardo drugs Seti with some drugged wine and murders her with an axe. Classic. Um, She chops her into nine pieces, Mm. gathers all her blood in a basin, and um, she tosses them into a pot, adds seven kilos of caustic soda. Mm -hmm. um, And a little basil. Yeah, which (laughs) which she had bought to make soap. She stirs it until it's, all of the pieces are dissolved into a thick, dark mush. Oh, this could not have smelled good. Yeah, that she pours into several buckets in a nearby septic tank. And then the blood in the basin, she waits until it's coagulated, dries it in the oven, grinds it up, mixes it with flour, sugar, chocolate, milk, eggs, and some butter, and uh, made crunchy tea cakes. And serve them to her friends who would come over and visit. (gasps) And her and Giuseppe, her son, ate them also. For protection? I guess, you know, just use all the meat. I don't know. 
What happened to the bones? They were were dissolved in the in the the cooking into the dark mush thing. I think. Oh shit! Um, Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, some reports say that Leonardo also told Seti to bring her like life savings with her because, of course, you're gonna we're gonna go over there and you're gonna get married. Yeah. Use all the yeah. yeah, So. there's that also. Mm-hmm. Next, she's like, I don't know if this is enough. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm gonna let's let's do it again. You know, I see another eligible bachelorette named Francesca Savi, just like she did with Seti. She convinced her, she convinces her that she had like an abroad thing for her. And for this girl, um, it was a teaching job abroad. She tells her to write letters to her friends and family, telling her that she's going on a trip to try and get this job abroad. Job, job abroad, and uh, then she does it again. Drugs the wine, kills her with an axe, bakes her into tea cakes, and takes all of her money. This so at this point, her motive, which had been to what she says, protect her son, yes, was is to now more her like son. this is a nice, steady source of income. Yes, okay. yes. So how far away do we think we are from, let's say, a bachelorette reality TV show, but it is murder related, where we see someone murder someone in the real. I think we're 30 years away. I could see something like that happening, but it's more or I don't know. Those super real ones get dangerous. Yeah. Like that cheaters one where they. Oh, yeah. Like, did they? They didn't kill him, right? I don't know. Yeah, they did. Um, they killed someone. Google, yeah. Some got somebody like freaked out on that show, Cheaters, and like stabbed him or shot the host, something like that. What? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So that's two victims down, and like Karina said, it seems like she's. Did they kill him? They shot him. They shot him, but he lived, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so third victim. Uh, Leonardo's getting kind of starry-eyed with this, and there's a woman named Virginia Cacioppo, and she is a noted soprano. <laughs> and stupid. yeah, I know she's a it's like person. she's famous. Yes, she's single and doesn't have any kids, but come on, she's famous. Um, so. Leonardo's like, guess what? I know this impresario in Florence and he's looking for a soprano. Let's do this. Um, (laughs) So the soprano, Virginia, is like, I'm down. She does the same deal, tells her friends, family, whatever. Um, But Virginia happens to have a super nosy sister-in-law that... Leonardo didn't know about so she cooks the body like all that she makes a couple tea cakes but also the soprano apparently had it had some great uh lard on her and she melts the flesh down and turns it into soap and gives it to all her friends she said it was like really great soap she um her flesh was fat and white 
When it had melted, I added a bottle of cologne, and after a long time on the boil, I was able to make some most acceptable creamy soap. Ew, that's what Leonardo said about it. Creamy. I gave the bars to neighbors and acquaintances. The cakes, too, were better. That woman was really sweet. Oh, oh. not cool. Yeah. You don't um, need to make a sweet pun. It's, it's icky. <laughs> Uh, so Leonardo thought she was good. Tracks covered. No problemo. Um, turns out she definitely wasn't. Um, that sister-in-law was like, oh, I got this letter and it says that she's leaving immediately. That's fucking weird. Yesterday I saw her walk into your house, Leonardo. And Leonardo's like, what are you talking about? Um, and so... The sister-in-law reports it, and they the Italian police come and they're searching around. And she's like, "I didn't do anything. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't see these women." Um, and the police are like, "Well, you know, you're probably telling the truth. You're kind of like a middle-aged mom. You're not our typical killer, but your son here, we no. could see him killing three like." eligible bachelorettes for you know who knows whatever reason it typically is a dude and so when that happens leonarda loving her children still is like no 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 no. it was actually me i'm sorry it was me i like cooked them and all y'all probably some of you cops ate the cakes with the bodies in them (laughs) um so they put her on trial uh, it lasts a couple days and she's found guilty of her crimes and is given a 33 year sentence that was 30 years in a prison and three years in a criminal asylum, which is what the Romani car- or palm reader had told her. Wow. Um, she died in her final year at the asylum in 1970 at age 79 she died of a cerebral apoplexy. Apoplexy, yeah, I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a type of intracranial hemorrhage. Uh, her body went back to her family plot, but they kept all the murder weapons and the pot that her victims were boiled in, and they were donated to the Criminology Museum, Museum in Rome, Italy, where you can go and look at it. And look at the vat that she boiled up a bunch of humans in. I just, I, I get so frustrated. This is one of the reasons I'm not as big of a, like, true crime person as everyone else in the world. <laughs> is I get so frustrated when people get away with a murder and then try again but worse. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm not, like, rooting for anybody to get away with murder. Right. But when you do it, and then you try again, but bigger and worse, then I'm just like, you fucking... I'm so mad at them. It worked the first time. Just stop there and live the rest of your life happily ever after. If it ain't broke, don't fix it? Is that what you mean? Or just kill one person? Just kill one person. Right. But then I guess that's the part I'm fundamentally not understanding. Or whatever. Yeah, it's addictive. But with that woman, like, it wasn't... Like, you know, she wasn't... It wasn't a feverish kill. It was clearly she saw some stream of revenue. Yeah, that was the motivation. I get it. But 
and maybe then some she power got tripping. stupid about it and like oh i just don't want some old woman's life savings i need some opera money mm-hmm. yeah that's not cool yeah where the sopranos cool. at she makes some nice soap <laughs> should we sum it up yeah you already i did what i did you what did. was it uh, oh yeah just eat out just eat out <laughs> there you go preferably italian mm-hmm. oh. yum yum say more on that <laughs> well this two of our stories took place in italy mm. the other one I was you you near it reference. actually yeah these were all really close to each other mm-hmm. yeah we're very european oh yeah we're so sophisticated jeez with wow our werewolf cannibal Gianche. no okay these stories <laughs> no okay okay i'm, I'm done i'm done <laughs> okay bye bye <laughs>